What's going on, everybody? Welcome to RXP Podcast. This is a peer review episode, which for those of you new to the podcast, peer review is RXP's review podcast. And today it's all about Squid Game. Squid Game, coming to Netflix, uh, has taken the internet by storm, has become a meme overnight. Unbelievable. Um, But it is a show that was recommended to me and the person that recommended it to me is actually here to join me. I'm, of course, your host, but today I am joined for the first time ever, Gerald. Gerald, what is up? What's up, guys? Gerald, you have been with us from the beginning. You are one of the first people to send us in some sort of feedback, um, some recommendations from 2020, I believe, was your was your email to us. Um, you're a close friend of mine. We... Just as a backstory, Gerald and I uh, went to pharmacy school together. We actually roomed together for three years, um, so he made it through that, which is great. Um, we both made it through that. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> um, so we both made it, and look, you know, still friends now, still keep in touch. Uh, we play Dead by Daylight pretty frequently, um, sometimes not as frequent, but now that it's spooky season, I feel like we're like all in. But uh, yeah, so Gerald, let's just. Let's take a moment. Let's take a moment to see what makes Gerald Gerald. So Gerald, I'm just gonna ask you a couple questions. All right. Okay. Are you ready for this? I guess. I, I guess you're here. <laughs> so this, let's go for it. So Gerald, just for everyone back home, what would you say are your go-to types of movies, TV shows, video games? For me, my go-to movies and TV shows are anything that's like very suspenseful. Okay. Uh, very horry. Tis the season. Okay. Um, I love anything zombie, slasher. Excellent. Um, like Halloween movies. Mm. Um, Friday the 13th. Those kind of things. Excellent. Those are generally my go-to. Okay. Games, similar fashion? Similar fashion, yeah. Okay. Um, right. I like anything suspenseful. Anything with jump scares. Oh, gosh. Um, it's great. Yeah. Um. I like RPGs. Okay. You know, any kind of good story-based open world game. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, you were you were into when we were in pharmacy school, you were playing through what was that one game? It was open world zombie, was it Dead Island or Yeah, Dead Island. The remastered mm-hmm. or something? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Maybe. Maybe they'll bring a Dead Island too. Wasn't that like rumored forever ago? Yeah, it was, but I think that they backed off on it unfortunately. But Left 4 Dead was one of my favorite game series, and they're bringing Back for Blood. Yeah, it's in like next week. a few days. Yeah, yeah. Um, so. I was actually about to text you and Yasser about pre-downloading that, because I think it's coming to Game Pass. Yeah. Day, day one. Day one release, yeah. yeah. So pumped about that. So, Joe, you've, you've dropped a few names of a few different titles, but for, for the viewers back home, all right, what is... One thing that you would recommend as an experience to our audience? One thing I would re- recommend to the viewers out there. Yeah. Something that, ironically, one of my coworkers saw some random thing online that said, name a movie that has a sex scene that is integral <laughs> to the plot of the movie. <laughs> Where is this going? <laughs> and the first movie that came to mind for me was the movie Seven. Oh, no. Oh, no. That scene. Yes. Oh, are you talking about Lust? Yes. Oh, the Sin of Lust. 
So, for those that aren't familiar, the movie Seven from back in the 90s. <laughs> such a good movie. It was such a good movie. Brad Pitt. Mm-hmm. Morgan Freeman? Yeah, I think it was Morgan Freeman, yeah. <laughs> Pretty much chasing down, well, I guess, give some spoilers. Um, light spoilers. Like, they've had... 20 years, yeah. 30 years to get um, through this. Pretty but. much, they're detectives chasing down a killer mm-hmm. that kills people based on the seven deadly sins, yeah. hence the title seven. Um, and yeah, so for some reason that movie made me think of that question. <laughs> <laughs> it's fantastic. That movie, oh my gosh. like one of, It's actually one of my favorite movies of all time, which I am not about jump scares. You know this. Yeah. Like you... You are the big reason why I've watched many of the horror movies I have is because when we lived in Richmond together for three years, like Halloween time, like you were always watching something. Like, what was it? Was it sci fi? Always had. Yeah, sci fi always has. Like Jeepers Creepers or. Yes. Um, is that the guy that's like jumps on the bus and he's like in the yeah. cornfield? Okay, yeah. Um, like the gargoyle bird yeah, thing? Yeah. Gosh. Okay, well. Everybody back home, go watch Seven, because it actually is a fantastic movie. Um, it's that whole, what's in the box? Like, it's it's fantastic. Um, Brad Pitt looks so young. Morgan Freeman uh, looks exactly the same as he always <laughs> has. Um, but definitely go go watch it. Um, that's a good recommendation. Well, well you done. would agree that that movie yeah. Is, yeah. would not be the same without... It wouldn't. No. Okay. Because lust would never, it would definitely not be the same. Because I mean, that's, that's lust. Whew, man. Everybody go back home, watch it. It's fantastic. Fantastic movie. Well, let's talk about something else that may or may not be fantastic. The internet sure thinks it's fantastic. So let's talk about it. For everybody, I should have said this at the very beginning, but if you've gotten to this point, if you're familiar with some of our other peer reviews, you know, we've done all the MCU shows, we've done Returnal, we've done video games, movies, TV shows, all around. Um, But this is going to be a discussion filled with spoilers. Gerald and I are going to be talking all about what happens in Squid Game, what happens after Squid Game, the ending, the first episode, everything in between. So this is your moment to get out of here. You can come back later. First, Squid Game starts off. We're uh, we're following Gion. I believe that's his name, the, the main character, uh, player 456, uh, turns out. He is fallen on tough times. He's a gambler. He's lost custody of his kid. His mom is supporting him at home. Like, this dude, I think he's like 40-some. Like he's kind of a waste in a lot of ways. Um, he basically, some loan sharks are coming to get him. They're going to take out his kidney, his eye, and... He finds himself in this situation where this mysterious dude, um, that's he's actually played by Gong Yu. Did you ever watch uh, Train to Busan? No, I did not. But dude. I saw the trailer and I recognized him. Yeah. from the trailer. Okay, well, that's your homework because Train to Busan is everything that you wanted. Like, it is zombies and it is a fantastic movie. It's uh, I would do it subtitled. I don't know. Did you watch Squid Game in subtitles or dubs? I did. I okay. watched it subtitled. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me too. Me too. Um, I think subbed is better than dubbed, personally. Anyway, uh, so Gong Yu, he's a super famous actor. He comes and he basically slaps the heck out of <laughs> Ki-Yun. And um, he basically um, finds his way to get into this game. They get into this game 
And basically, the catch is, hey, if you make it through six children's games, you get like 45.6 billion won, which if I'm, if you're like me, I was like Googling, <laughs> like, what's a won? Like, how much money is Sounds that? Sounds like a lot. I know, it was. Well, it's, I feel like it's still millions of dollars. Um, but the catch to those six games is if you lose, you die, uh, which is kind of, came pretty brutal pretty quick. Um, but basically, towards the end, um, a lot of things happen, and we're going to get into it. Uh, but first off, what did you think? What did you like about this this uh, show? So I'll preface it by saying that I watched the show um, when I got back from vacation. Okay. I had a down day before I returned to work. Yeah. And there was a slasher movie that Netflix was coming out with that I knew was coming out sometime, re- sometime soon. And okay. I thought it was coming out then. And I looked it up and it wasn't coming out for another couple weeks. Unbelievable. So I was looking to see what... Had come was coming out on Netflix this hol- holiday season. Yeah, you know, yeah, Halloween, and um, I saw Squid Game had come out two days before. Okay, and it was like in the top ten of most watched shows on Netflix. Mm-hmm. And up until then, I had not heard anything about it because it was so new, yeah. and I had been out of town. So I was like, okay, I'll give it a go. Um, I watched the trailer, and I was like, yes, this is like. Saw meets Hunger Games. Yeah. And it's like, it's just the That's premise. you, man. Yeah, totally, 100%. <laughs> if you could write a J TV show, yeah. this has got Jay's stamp of approval on it. <laughs> Anyways, so I started the show that Sunday, and I had watched four episodes that day. Yeah. And I was like, dang it, I have to go back to work tomorrow. Yeah. Um, but it was just, it just kept me engrossed the right. entire time. Yeah, no, I and you you then texted me and you're like, Matt, you need to check this out. And I was like, Oh really? And you're like, No, you really need to check this out. Uh, so it took me a little bit longer. Um, I watched it with Maddie, so um, we had to work on two schedules to watch it. Um, but we watched like three or four episodes at a time. Like we just were totally engrossed in it. Um, I thought for me, part of the big reason I loved this show was that they had nine episodes and at the end of those nine episodes I really understood those characters because the characters to me were super faceted uh, they were complex and they had weird motivations sometimes but overall like I thought they were super believable these are people that could be us yeah in my relatable for sure so I love the character development I thought for player 456 completely grew on me the first episode, I was like, this dude is a waste. But for me, like, he just grew on me. Um, Byuk, Sung Byuk, uh, the North Korean mm-hmm. uh, player that defected and was, like, trying to get money to bring her family back. Like, completely believable stories um, to the point of I just love these characters. Just loved them. And honestly, the aesthetic of it all, the music the creepy masks like all of it built on to this show being something special oh yeah i completely agree and one thing that stood out to me was the concept of taking something so juvenile and relatable to everyone i mean Mm -hmm. even i mean sure there were some culture specific games that were played Mm -hmm. but i mean red light green light yeah everyone played that so it's just kid friendly and to take that and 
make it so twisted and up the stakes. Mm-hmm. Just something about that concept is just so novel and yeah, yeah. I I also just liked how the backbone of the story was once you started to realize what was going on, because you find out maybe like six episodes in, maybe that this is all run by these VIPs, these mm-hmm. people in gold masks, these people that are running the games and betting millions of dollars on the lives of these players in a similar way that the gambler player 456 at the very beginning of the show was betting on horses, but their horses were these people. Um, and to me, it was like, this mm-hmm. is crazy. Like, this is crazy. And that there's multiple games going on. It happens every year since the 80s. And that potentially... This is happening in other countries, too. Like, there was a, a dude speaking Mandarin, so maybe there's, like, a Chinese game. So there was, like, yeah. an American dude, uh, European. Like, th- this could be systemic across the, mm. the world, uh, which makes me really excited for potentially the future. Maybe we'll talk about that later. Um, but what else? What else really stuck out to you as something that made, that stuck, su- or suicide, <laughs> squid game, I was about to say suicide squad, uh, squid game above the rest? Um, it was just so easy to binge watch. I felt like mm-hmm. it. It wasn't extremely gory. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like, as a fan of the Saw movies, as okay. the as the series went on, it just like there was just so much blood and guts that okay. it turned off a lot of audience. But I felt like Squid Game really. I mean, it showed stuff. Yeah. But I mean, it wasn't to the level of overtly gross. Um, but I did like how each of the episodes pretty much ended on a cliffhanger mm. and it was easy just to watch and oh, move yeah. on into the into the next episode. Yeah, like I hated it a little bit. Like I hated how much they relied on cliffhangers. Yeah. But no, I agree with you. It's super bingeable. I would say as someone who is not a huge fan of the Saw movies, I've seen clips of Saw. I've never actually watched Saw. Mm-hmm. Um which we had talked about this previously because we were playing Dead by Daylight and there's a Saw map and like the piggy is the killer from (laughs) Saw and I freaking hate that killer. Um, But it made me want to at least watch where that came from. Fun fact, it's like on no streaming services. Maybe HBO Max, um, but I'm not shelling out that cash. Anyway, um, I don't even know where... Oh, so I'm not a huge fan of Saw series. Mm -hmm. So for me, it was pretty gory like i think some people will have an issue with this when i recommended money heist last year mm-hmm. it was one of my favorite movies um i had multiple friends who were like yeah i watched the first episode but to me it was way too violent and like way too over the top um so that same crowd i don't think will will jive with uh squid game but at the same time like i, I think they do it in a tasteful fashion yeah like sure People do get executed every episode, right? But in a lot of ways, it's not like there's no like torture, like yeah. uh, saw. So exactly. I guess that's a little bit better. I don't know, maybe not. Uh, so let's let's turn it the other way. All right. Okay. So we've. I feel like we could talk all about the greats of what this is. But what did you not like about Squid Game? What did I not like about Squid Game? Like, was there anything? Um, nothing, like, glaringly that okay. I was like, this is terrible. Um, I felt like they left a lot of things unanswered. 
mm-hmm. whether that was intentional or unintentional. But, you know, possibly segue into a future yeah. season. But what are your thoughts? Like, I I kind of am with you there. Like, I, I really didn't have too much at fault. Mm-hmm. I, I thought that the sound design of it was fantastic. I thought the characters were great. I thought the antagonist was believable. Mm-hmm. I think the true antagonist was his friend, Sung-woo, um, because that dude is a is not nice. Yes. He's a not nice man. <laughs> like, I do not like him. Yeah. Um, he was a great person for me to hate. Mm-hmm. So in my mind, like, yes, I hated him, but like, I still thought they had great antagonists. Um, I do, there's so many unanswered questions. Um, Jun Ho, who is the cop, there was so much buildup for him as a character, him sneaking in covertly, he like scuba'd away to mm-hmm. this island and then got shot by his brother, who's in, who ended up being the front man. To me, I was like, that sucks. Yeah. Because I think that that character was a little bit wasted. But here's my theory. Are you ready for my theory? I, and I hate to be that person that's like, I called it. But when player number one got killed off, mm-hmm. in quotes, I looked at Maddie and I said, they didn't show him getting shot. 100%. Like, how many movies and TV shows have you seen where somebody, quote unquote, dies? Yeah. And they never show them dead or their body exactly. or anything like that. Yeah. So, but everyone else, like um, Ali, mm-hmm. he he has got shot up. That was like completely emotional. Um, the other player, the the girl player, I can't remember her name. She was with the North Korean de- yeah. you know, defector. Um, they showed her body. They showed him getting shot. Player number one didn't. Um, and so now me coming back, I'm like, you know, they saw his body, and this is going back to the cop, mm-hmm. saw his body go into the water, but they didn't see his body rise yeah. up. Which makes me think, do you think that we are going to see him in season two? If there is a season two, I would be absolutely shocked if he did not come back. Just because like the, the way that you felt when you saw player one not get killed on screen. Mm -hmm. That's exactly how I felt when the cop went over the cliff in the water and you never saw his body or anything like that. I was like, something's going to come up. And I really thought it was going to come up at the end of the season. Mm -hmm. But when they left the season so open, Mm -hmm. I was like, this is just perfect for a whole nother season. Yeah. No, I I think it definitely opens up. So really outside of those tropes, I don't have any negative things to talk about. Mm -hmm. But looking at the future, I think that cop's going to be a part of it. I think that this really opens up for a season two. Um, For me, I want to know more. I want to know, how do they get the guards? The guards seem almost more imprisoned as the players. Mm -hmm. I know there's like that, that circulating thing about if they chose the red card, they would be a guard. Like, do you mm. buy that or? I hadn't really thought about it until I saw all of the the internet hype about yeah. it. But it does make sense mm-hmm. to me because just for the simple fact that if you look back in episode one, when they had amassed all of the players mm-hmm. and they ha- showed clips of them playing the games, mm-hmm. every single one of them had picked blue. Interesting. Which it seems very unlikely that 
all of the clips that they showed would be focused on that if it didn't play some trick into yeah the game itself yeah interesting i yeah i'm interested to see what logistically happens and honestly i'd be interested to see other games other game variations depending on where they go um do you want to see a second season or like this goes back to our time i think we had a previous episode um because you know you get queen's gambit which was it was a fantastic tv show um the best part about queen's gambit was that it was one season it was a limited series and there was i knew that last episode everything that needed to be wrapped up was going to be wrapped up or we'll never know yeah. <laughs> it's just like you have to accept that fact yeah would you rather this be a limited series or would you want to get a season two with the risk that it potentially won't live up to that hype well for me i've thought about it pretty much since it ended okay like, season two has always been in the back of my mind and for selfish reasons obviously i want a season two. Oh yeah like just the fact that the guy who wrote the the show mm -hmm. i'm blanking on his name yeah for sure but he the fact that he spent what was it like nine or ten years yeah coming up with this whole dramatic mm -hmm. storyline like i don't know if he ever really thought that it was going to be this big of a hit yeah but just the way that it ended, I feel like there are so many unanswered questions mm -hmm. that I would much rather have some answer to. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I would prefer to have a season two. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, I can understand if they don't, too. Yeah, it's kind of tough because for me, so I I definitely enjoy comedy specials. I love hearing real stories from comedians. And uh, comedians talk a lot about that first set being a pinnacle achievement because really they've not made it yet. And so they're going to open mics multiple times a week, working on the same set for years and years and years, refining. Oh, you know what, that audience, they didn't like that joke. I'm gonna cut that joke, I'm gonna rework that joke. So over years and years and years, they're refining this one perfect set. And then when they make it, there's so much more pressure on the second set because they don't have that much time because now people are listening. They can't redo all of their material all, the, all again. So for me, there is a part of me that I'm concerned that it took him 10 years to really refine this. And honestly, this is a perfectly refined product. I'm worried if he has not done as much thinking about what could be beyond right. this story and this scope, it might not live up to hype, but I'm with you. Like I... I want to see more. This they completely opened that last episode. The last episode, Gion was he, like, basically fulfilled all of his promises he made to players on the inside in the games. He was going to go to America to see his daughter. He looked, uh, you know, clean cut besides having red hair, um, which I think might be like symbolism towards like power, like. Red in the in the in the TV shows has been your guards and the guards always mm -hmm. had a place and like always had power over the players. So I don't know if that's why he went with red hair. It kind of was weird to see like a 47 year old dude have red hair, but that's just me. I don't know. Maybe people liked it. Um, but he basically called the game again after witnessing um, the guy that recruited him at the beginning. He called the games. 
basically talks to the front man and he didn't get on that plane which makes me think yeah he's going back to the games he's going to go figure this out maybe with that cop maybe they the two of them can work to get back into the games and like infiltrate from the inside and like figure this stuff out um so i think it's there to get a second season and it's on pace to be the most popular netflix show ever so sure like i i think it definitely has the steam for it but um i will be worried but i'll be super stoked if they ever announce it and i think it's probably going to be something that takes a little bit of time i hope it's something that they don't rush into and try to get it out in like a year that would be terrible just because i feel like we've seen that so much with video games yeah oh yeah so many bugs and stuff yeah um but i agree there's going to be so much hype around it like just on my way to visit you today, mm-hmm. listening to different radio stations, two different radio stations, the DJs were talking about Squid Game. Yeah. And I'm like, all of these people who have no real big interest in horror, you know what I mm-hmm. mean? Like horror yeah. genre, um, have really enjoyed watching it just for the whole suspense factor, just for the whole that it's mm-hmm. popular, easy to binge watch, yeah. things like that. Yeah, no, I... like. Halloween is, what's today? Okay, so it's a few, Tiffany will hate me dating this, but she's not here, so I can do what I want. (laughs) (laughs) But we're a few weeks away from Halloween, and honestly, 90% of any Halloween parties, you know, that's, you know, hopefully within reason, and hopefully not just super COVID spreaders, since we're like still in the midst of this whole thing. Yeah. But, you know, if I were to look at a, Halloween party, I promise you 90% of people dressed up at a Halloween party will be dressed up as one of those guards. Like, oh, 100%. 100%. Like, it's yeah. crazy. Like, this has taken over, like, all the meme pages I follow on Instagram, because I basically just have Instagram to look at memes. Um, they're all talking about Squid Game, still. Like, they're still making memes from this this show that came out weeks ago now. Yeah. Um, so I'm I'm really excited. Um, I think that this was a great show. I definitely want to see where this goes from here. Um, I thought this. Um, I, I feel like South Korean films and TV shows. I think um, Alex and Tiffany have talked about when we were. I, I feel like maybe even off the air. Um, did you ever watch Parasite? No, I didn't. Okay. Yeah. So Parasite was a south korean film um was good like i i liked it um it might have been a little bit more artsy for me in that year um so i don't think it would have been my best picture but in my mind i I still respect it um but a big part of it was looking at the the social divide um that's so prevalent in south korea between poor people and and rich people Mm -hmm. um and i feel like this touches on that too because Basically, one of the more poignant episodes in this whole thing was the episode titled Hell. And um, that was when they left the games Mm -hmm. and then they went back to their lives. And so in my mind, if I looked at the episode list and I saw Hell as an option, I'd be like, oh, what game we playing today? We playing Foursquare or what? (laughs) (laughs) Um, but no, it was when they went back to their lives and then 93% of them decided to come back to the game because the hell that they were in at home made the risk of losing your life be worth it. 
Um, so I think it touches on a lot of those good social topics um, that are good to at least talk through. Um, and America is a similar fashion. Like there's a huge gap between people that are well off and the poorest poor, and they're usually streets away. It's not. It's mm-hmm. not something where it's like. Oh, in this rural part of Virginia, where we're at, it's it's right next door to us, um, which is sad. And and um, but you know, I feel like this points to a bigger bigger point here. Um, but for me, I think that this show is definitely something special. Um, I would love to see a second season, and I'd love to see them do like a European or an American games uh because you know there's a ton of child's games that i was thinking through yeah um i don't know if you thought through any of those things it's kind of like what would the american squid game be did you ever think like what what we could offer them i mean there are definitely some good options for sure yeah but i mean i think i feel like that was part of the success of the show was Mm. exposing so many different cultures it's true i mean heck the show is titled squid game i had never heard of squid game before it's true yeah yeah (laughs) And it was like the ultimate game. Yeah. So. Yeah, I don't know what our ultimate game would be. Like, I, th- I definitely think dodgeball is something that seemed like a gauntlet as a kid. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, Especially when you were scrawny. When, yeah. So um, I think that would be great. I think Red Rover would be hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I think the possibilities are endless. And opening up a new way of thinking about children's games is something very strange to me. But, Gerald, final thoughts on Squid Game. 100% everyone listening should watch it. Okay. Um, It was just so good. Like, in all of the emotion, the whole spectrum of emotions. Like, you felt the highs with the players when they won. You felt the lows at the betrayals. Like, oh my gosh, the betrayals, man. What was it? The Marvel game? The what? The Marvel game. Oh the Mar oh yeah the Mar I thought you said Marvel no and I the was Marvel like, game was that a that secret was, episode no the Marvel game that was that whole episode the was Marvel just game terrible and made me lose hope in humanity what made me sad was like the game before the, when they played tug of war and then they came back and they had picked teams for that composing your best team to survive mm-hmm. and then going into the next game where you were picking one partner a little voice in my head was like this is going to be bad. <laughs> like yeah. you think, oh, you're picking somebody you're going to play with. Mm-hmm. And then boom, you're playing against them. And it's like, it was just so much heartbreak. That couple. It was, that was, uh, to that me, was that was right up there with the Ali betrayal. Yeah. Like, I mean, that there were so many moments that I knew that I did not like. Sung Woo. Sung Woo. Yeah. yeah. I, there were so many moments, like from the second game, really. When he knew what the challenge was going to be, and then he didn't with deter. With the honeycomb? With the honeycomb, yeah. yeah. That he didn't deter his best friend from growing up, from picking the hardest object to trace out. Like, it was just like, mm, can't wait until you die, yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> um, but yeah, just the husband and wife betrayal, and then the Ali betrayal. And I mean, even the girl who was partnered with the defector from North Korea. Mm-hmm. She had said when they partnered up, she said, I'm going to make sure that you win this game. Mm-hmm. And she did. Yeah. Like, I mean, there were just so many, like, how can you feel emotionally attached to people in a nine episode series? Mm-hmm. 
And it just, like, to me, that's one of the things that won me over. Yeah. Was just the amazing character development and just being able to relate to these people. I mean, so many people are not that far from being in some form of debt. Yeah. And I mean, sometimes it takes extreme measures to get out. Yeah. I'm sure that there's some form of this happening you think? <laughs> throughout the world <laughs> in some places. Yeah. Yeah, it's it gets to a problem. Like desperate people do desperate things. Yes. Um, and I think it really touches on that. And it it's it's the thing where I didn't other these players. Like a lot of times you can almost other like, okay, mm-hmm. you're in a group of people, you're going to this haunted house, and you decide to go have sexy time in the basement. I would never do that. Like <laughs> those are idiots. You know yeah. what I mean? Like that's othering. For mm-hmm. me, but here it's like I, I could see myself or my family or anybody if they're in that situation, they may act the same. Like it, it just, it made me see these people more as realistic players, yeah, you know, characters rather than just you know people in a script. So um, I completely agree. I think this is easily my favorite TV show this year. Oh, 100%. We've done a lot of peer reviews. We've done Loki. We've done Falcon Winter Soldier. We've done WandaVision. Um, we have done, even in the past, like last year, um, doing The Boys. And um, I think this show has been something just special. And I, I, I don't foresee me finding something like this again this year. Um, you know, came in after this to watch Midnight Mass, and it's just hard to get through that show. Um, and I, I think a lot of people really like Midnight Mass, and it's not to just throw shade at it, but like to me, it's like nothing after this this yeah. year is really going to make up uh, to that. So uh, for me, this is a very easy that I recommend this experience. Gerald, sounds like you're on the same page. 100%. Okay. I recommended it to you for a reason. I, I recommended know. it to everybody at work. I like, know. hey, you don't like the gory stuff? Just don't look at it. Yeah. <laughs> you need to watch it for the plot. Avert your eyes. Well, that's excellent. So everyone back home, this is your call. Go see it. Uh, nine episodes. It takes no time to get through there. Absolutely no time. Um, let us know. Let us know what you think. You can reach out to a, reach out to us on Twitter at rxp underscore podcast or reach us at our Gmail at rxp.podcast at gmail.com. Gerald, it was a pleasure, man. One of my oldest friends, I'm happy to have you on the podcast visiting me today. Yeah, um, it's been fun. Come I, back. I've been with you guys since the beginning, and it's nice to to feel like part of the family. Oh, man, you, you're <laughs> part of the family, all right? But now, like, you can come back. You know, now we've got the introductions out of the way. Now I'll be more prepared. You'll be more prepared. Next time I come here, I'll be famous. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You need to start a Twitter, and then we'll uh, we'll just tag you, and then <laughs> I can't really help you with there. Like, our, our Twitter has, like, nine followers, so <laughs> we're not really uh, killing it on that, on that standpoint. But um, thanks, everybody, for listening to us. Um, if you want to hit us up, uh, hit us up on our socials. But until next time, we'll see you.